Welcome to Spouse Tales Podcast. You really can't make this stuff up. Bringing you truth, solutions, and innovative ideas to some of the most controversial and overlooked questions inside the practice and out. Hello to our creator and co-host, Joanne Majors, CSP, published author, certified speaking professional, joined by her co-host, Kathy Signo. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm Joanne Majors and we're back with Spouse Tales. And I'm Kathy Signo. And we're thrilled to be here. And we um, have kind of committed to doing some things different with Spouse Tales. Number one, we traditionally had full-blown garb, good microphones, and we did the audio. And what we have decided is uh, it's much more fun to use technology because it just drops and it doesn't care who you are. And you have to be real and it gives us a chance to actually get up and fix our hair. No, I'm kidding. I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about COVID behavior now, right? Yes. Um, so one of the things Kathy we've committed to is doing um, something different with the, the content on um, these short uh, podcast videos. And we want to talk a little bit about, I think you said, let's, let's discuss the three C's with the group. Yes. I think that would be a great way to do it. And to tell you guys, um, as Joanne said, you can now see us on Zoom. We are, we just feel like with technology now, it's a great way for us to connect. And it's great to see Joanne's face. She's in Texas, I'm in Wisconsin. It was always, I would record in my closet because it was nice and quiet and muffled. And now, you know, we're figuring out office space and, but it's good to see, have, see a face. It's wonderful to be able to see your smile. Yeah, in a time of less connect, less, less touch, we're more about connection. And this gives yeah. us a chance, I think, to connect better with our community and our people and that sort of thing. And um, as we mentioned before, we get kind of boxed in with the spouse thing. And when we did this, it's kind of how we came together to be um, friends. It's kind of what, what was something common with us. But what we've learned is because both of us were in dentistry before we met our spouses and married our spouses, that we are committed to talking to people who are in that role in the practice. And it's not always truly a dental spouse. It's someone who stands in the gap when no one else is there. It's the person when the alarm goes off that, you know, goes up to see what's going on when he's not in town or she's not in town or goes to the store to find a skunkinator. You heard me, a skunkinator. Yeah. There's a skunk under the building and you know that it's not going to work well on Monday if that fume is still there. <laughs> so it's like, what do they call it? Like whatever's most profitable is my job. You know, whatever is yeah. most profitable for me to do in the moment is my job. And, and it's changed a lot since we're back. I mean, I, I'm running around with a mask on and, you know, meeting people at the car and um, going over the wellness screening and doing everything to tell them kind of what we're doing and taking temperature. And so we want to talk about the three C's and um, kind of how, how that's helped us. And if you have, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, we um, have a system. There are the three C's of communicating with greater connection, and you know it talks about how consistency is really important. Um, you know, clarity, and and then most importantly is confidence. So when you do this, I think that in your messaging, whatever it is, whether you're writing scripts or figuring out how we're going to go back and talk to patients, or you know the letters that we sent out to say we were out, and when we do that. Uh, people want to people want to know that you're confident when you're confident and your team is confident in what you're saying the patients are confident and so that's why for me that's really number one is this confidence piece in our communication the second is being clear you know like when we were out to say we were very clear on we will be seeing emergencies Tuesday and Thursday from this time to this time we will return calls on the hour because 
we didn't want somebody to call not get somebody and keep calling back so that clarity is really important you know to say you know due to the gowns and the mask and the the ppe that our, our team is wearing it is cooler in our office please bring your own jacket or wrap because what what we found that first week was we weren't we weren't clear on that so they were using our blankets but we were you know we were having to recycle them so fast because it was so right. cold and then consistency you know we're here to help or we're here because we care and i think that um thank you for helping us stay in business you know with the three c's i think what is kathy what what do you feel like has been where where we've used that or where your team has used that that it has it has been you know one of the more beneficial ways since we've been out or since we're back either way yeah i think mainly back when they're in the treatment area when they're with the patients to assure the patient that they're still getting the highest quality of care to let them know that nothing has changed as far as that goes, being very confident knowing that we're still here to serve you, we're still gonna give you the same great service, things just may look a little different. And it's one of those things that if you tell them ahead of time, it's information, and if you tell them after, and it's an, it's an excuse. So if we don't set them up for that, they leave and they're not sure what really just happened. Yeah. So I think that's one place where it's been really critically important is back there communicating with those patients back in the treatment area. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I want to remind our viewers that I am actually um, today using Zoom from my home office because my my office office has been without air conditioner for a week. We're in Texas. There are windows all down the side of the office and it's smoldering heat. And I personally choose not to go to the office because when I'm there, it's really hard for me to lock myself in an office. Kathy's actually in the practice today, but she's got herself locked in an office, so it makes it easier. Should we shut down, we will be back. That's my point. Yeah. The, yeah. I live in the boonies, and um, even in 2020, they think that I'm lucky because I have 20 megs of you know, bandwidth or whatever it is, so it's kind of <laughs> crazy. But I think that uh, you know, in this communication, in a time, I, I always say in a time of uncertainty, clear communication, it's, it just speaks volumes for what, what we need to do and how we need to communicate with our patients and our team. And I think that was part of the thing that happened with a lot of the doctors. Um, it was hard for them to stay in contact with their team because they didn't really know what to say, right? I mean, we didn't know. And I was in a lot of uh, groups during this time. You and I both were in webinars and all kinds of things. And I was shocked at the offices that were not communicating with their team members. There were people that it was week four and they said, we haven't heard anything from our doctor. We set up Zoom calls. We did Zoom happy hour on Wednesday nights at five o'clock. Everybody knew. And it was a time to just touch base. And, yeah. you know, maybe we said, there's no new news. Things are the same. We still don't know when we're going back to work, but how's everybody doing? Yeah. We assure you. And I think for me, it was that assurance to let them know we're going to come back and yeah. we're going to be stronger than ever. Don't worry. We're going to be okay. We're yeah. not sure what that looks like, but we're going to be okay. And yeah. with that clarity and confidence with our team, I think it gave them the confidence to come back and not worry at all. Yeah. Like they couldn't wait to get back. There hasn't been one question from a team member about anything about their safety or about what we're doing or what this is going to look like. And I think that was due to those staying in contact all the time. I think you're right. I think that one of the things that, um, you know, we, we, I heard one of the girls in the office yesterday, you know, we're doing, they're doing calls two weeks out as far as with hygiene. Okay. And I was, um, and I don't think I've even discussed this with you, but I was really excited because 
you know, our whole goal is to teach our team systems so that whether we're there or not, the system's in place, right? Like how does this, you know, how are we, here's an issue. How do we solve it? And how do we solve it within the, 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 the parameters of the systems that they like, that Kathy would want us to use or that Joanne would like us to use? And I was, I was really excited to hear this, you know, young team member, this new team member that's with us. And she was calling four weeks out. And so we have this checklist that talks about, tell them about curbside check-in, you know, and it says curbside check-in. And so there's four bullets that they talk about with that. Here's what that would look like when you get here, you do this or this, and this, then we come out and we do this. And then the second one is um, about what we're doing to keep you safe. That's what this wellness screening is for. And it goes through the thing. We're not bringing a lot of people in. So we'll, they go through that. The third one is remind them of the temperature in the office, you know, let them know that many people find it cold, but we have to do that because of the extra clothing and the gowns and the double mask and then the loops and a light and a mat. I mean, a shield Chuck looks like he should be in star Wars, not in yes. the office, you know? Um, but I mean, we're doing all that two weeks out just to say, you know, and, and we tell them the system, you know, that we set up is the seven day, four day, two day, two hour, and then right. a day after. So she's on the phone saying, now you'll still get a message from us seven days prior to your appointment. And then if we don't hear back from you that day, you're going to get another one on four days out. And then two days before, this screening will pop up. So she tells them like, I can take the screening now and you can ignore that. And we'll just update it when you get here because it's two weeks out. They could have, something could have happened. Right. So way we're letting them know that they have the option to wait until that two days before. And we still check it. We say, has anything changed when we do the temperature and that sort of thing. But I think that they're, um, I think they're finding it, making them, it makes them more confident when they, you know, when they do that. And you were talking about that piece that I wrote in that letter about your, you know, someone with our, your smiling eyes or however I said that the smiling eyes will meet you at the door because it's different, right? Oh, it it is different. And like you say, we can't hug our patients and that's, I mean, we're We're always hugging our patients and they're hugging us and it's even some of them still come toward us and we're kind of like, Oh, we want to, but we can't, (laughs) you know, and, and it's, it's very, very different, but yet, I, I'm amazed at the the positivity that the patients are coming in with and how comfortable they feel. Everyone was saying, oh, they're going to be hyper vigilant and afraid. Our patients have just been so comfortable. I think you're right. The ones who come are very comfortable. I don't know about you guys. We have a, a large senior population. So yeah. we have I probably when I've been in the office, probably every day that I'm there, I talk to one, maybe two um, seniors that are scheduled way out maybe, but they, some of them are still concerned. I had two, I probably talked to four or five this week. I had two say, you know, I just would be more comfortable when we say, you know what, we want to honor what's going to make you most comfortable. You know, we, we dealt with AIDS, we dealt with hepatitis A and B. We, we deal with a lot of these communicable diseases and this sort of thing, but we want you to be comfortable. And they're like, and, and a couple of them have wanted to postpone until January, you know, like I want to be there. And you know, the, the hard part for me is like for Texas A&M, we just saw th- something that Governor Abbott said, we don't know exactly what will happen because they can, the, the mayor and those people can make changes. But Governor Abbott said that like Texas A&M football, he's allowing them to have 50% capacity. That's 51,000 people in that stadium. So what oh. are they going to do? I was thinking, are they going to start at six o'clock in the morning and line up? So there's social distancing coming in the door. Or is somebody local going to change it? I mean, I was thinking about somebody who said the other day, she's, you know, and and what they're also saying is like, they're going to let them go back to school, but they're going to go to school through Thanksgiving and then they're going to do homeschool or or go back online because that's when they think there'll be a spike 
you know, for the fall, if we don't have a vaccine, it's like, there's still so much un uncertainty that when right. we've got somebody who says I'd be much more comfortable in January, I don't have the heart to say, you know, it's probably the time of year that it's going to, it's going to boom again. So, you know, so you, you just, you got to love them through it. Oh yeah. You know, and you have to just reassure them, you know, we'll be here. If anything happens, just know we'll be here. I mean, believe it or not, we have had uh, patients that have had immunocompromised situations where he has come in on a Friday, which yeah. is his normal day off, just so that there's no other patients in the office, just yeah. to make them comfortable. So if someone had an emergency, we absolutely would make sure that they felt comfortable, that they felt safe. We do whatever we had to do. Sure. But I think that for the most part, being prepared being clear in our communication, being consistent with it all the time, and having yeah. the confidence when we deliver it has made all the difference in the world. Yeah. How are you guys doing ortho? I know that you guys do a lot of ortho. So how are you doing that? Right now, because we're at a limited capacity, we didn't want to bottleneck the schedule. So we are just seeing um, hygiene and he's seeing his operative dentistry and we're staggered scheduling hygiene so that two people aren't coming in at the same time. And we took ortho and they're working on Fridays. So they're seeing our ortho patients on Fridays and they're the only patients that they're seeing. So wow. he's stagger booking those and we're doing that for three Fridays in a row until the beginning of July. And then we'll start to integrate that back into the schedule a little bit more, but, um, yeah, we had to do something to make sure that those patients were taken care of. So during this time, you're working a Friday that you maybe don't necessarily work. Yeah. You're working later hours or earlier hours or whatever, just to make sure that the patients feel safe and that, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Very cool. Okay. So um, top tip on, or top tip or phrase on that you, you feel like one of them on uh, the confidence piece. The top tip on the confidence piece, role play. Okay. I know we say it all the time. But we did that role play saying it. If you have a message you're going to deliver, say it, look in a mirror, watch yourself. Yeah. Until you feel that confidence. Yeah. I think that's a great, great tip for that. Yeah. I would, I would uh, second that, you know, the practice thing. And then um, here's what we're doing to keep you safe. I mean, that's been like, like, just like we say, uh, let me first say you call the right place in our phone skills system. And you hear other people in the office say, you know, I know you call because this is this, and you had this bad experience. Well, let me just say that you're in the right place. So they hear it multiple times. Right. I hear other people saying, here's what we're doing. This is part of what we're doing to keep you safe. So I, but I, but it's not natural, right? I mean, it's not natural. So you have to practice it. What about clarity? Um, clarity. I think that that's one of those things when people, when you all get together and we had written out protocol. So yeah. that it was very clear what was going to happen. Same thing in our messaging to the patients. Yeah. We've got, you know, we send them the weave messages. It's very clear what they can expect. Yes. So I think that that's that clarity of piece of having it written down, knowing what to expect. Yeah, I agree. My clarity thing is I think that um, we want to be crystal clear on, you know, what we will and what we won't do. And that's part of what that over and over does. And I think that, um, you know, they just need to understand, you know what I mean? It's like, like we've changed and you and I, and we started doing this last probably September, you know, we're, we did this new, new content that we'll have out soon, but you know, we we're using my trademark system of the open chair fee. I think right. being clear on this hygiene stuff, because we had this bottleneck of, you know, there's an, in order to avoid that open chair fee text. Yes. Now, 
we want to be clear on that. We said text yes now, because if they text cancel, it can opt them out of your messages. Like cancel, like okay. tell people like cancel, right? Because that's, that's what the system said, and we didn't know any different, and you couldn't change it. With Weave, we both like that you can change it. And I will tell you, you got to put the words in there that matter. Because if you put in there text cancel, if you can't make it and they cancel, it opts them out of your communication. So we okay. say yes to let us know that we'll see you soon. And I think that's a big piece in the open chair feed because I actually had a guy, I answered the phone. He called and said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And it's probably one of the only two that we've had since this happened. Cows got out. We're in the country, right? Cows got out, whatever, whatever. And I know I got to pay that open chair fee. So it's so different than saying cancellation. So that's my thing on clarity. And uh, let's see, confidence, consistency, confidence, clarity, consistency. What are you, what's the consistency about for you? It's everybody delivering the same message everywhere yeah. from the phone call to when you greet them at the door to when they sit in the chair. Every, like you said, people saying, this is what we're doing to keep you safe. Yeah. They hear it over and over and over again. I agree. It's just like we talk about with implants and, you know, I spent so much time in my career in that lane. I think about like when we, on our bonus question yesterday on the uh, quiz that we did for our team meeting was what's an implant and everybody on their wrote, it's a man-made route because they've been through the training. And it's like, I heard Chuck talking to a patient Tuesday and he said, well, basically it's a man-made route and we put man-made teeth on top of it, a tooth or teeth. And he went through the thing and he said, you know, Joanne's going to come in and talk to you. That's her role. And so it was kind of cool because yes, he's the doctor. And if he has a rocket scientist or an engineer in the, in the chair that wants to know more, he does. But other than that, when we say a man-made route, it's, it's consistent throughout the office and everybody feels safe and they feel like they're in the right place. So I think again, those three C's are something we're going to connect on um, a few times in the future. So well, I want to say thank you. We, we try to keep them short and to the point, and we have uh, some fun ones coming up with some of your favorites and some of our favorite people. So we hope you'll um, join us in a couple of weeks for the next um, episode of Spouse Tales. It's been great to be with you. Kath? Yeah, great to see you again, Joanne. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Spouse Tales. We ask you to consider our podcast sponsors when you need solutions. And we look forward to seeing you on the road. Signing off live from Aggieland, this is Mel on Air.